I was going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and this was around 1992. I was 13, like a lot of other young dudes. I really wanted to prove that I was no longer a boy. And, uh, you know, I was going to find myself, you know, as, as an accomplished human adult. Uh, you know, th there had to be some model to shoot for. And um, I think, you know, uh, that there are lots of types of models that we shoot for, for finding ourselves. Uh, you know, we could find ourselves uh, when um, put against a, a community of peers, you know. Uh, find ourselves with our with our tribe, our group, and you know, seventh grade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one happening, um, not not for me anyway. Uh, uh, so yeah, that that was out, you know. But the other one uh, is, uh, you know, we could find ourselves um, when uh, put against a, a, a model of family, you know, uh, how we how we are within a family unit. Um, and, you know, when you're 13, family isn't particularly cool. And um, if there was any group of people that convinced me of that, it was, it was you know, the members of my family. <laughs> uh, I, I literally started seventh grade from an empty home. Uh, my mother was briefly hospitalized, and my father had just left my mother, and uh, one brother was in college. Another brother had actually skipped his final year of high school to go off to college. And so the idea that I sort of imprinted from this was that, you know, the home, the family unit was just this web of poison that um, everybody wanted to get the hell away from as soon as possible and go out and find themselves. Um, so, yeah, not, not family. Um, so, you know, the other model the, and the one that I settled on for finding myself, proving I was no longer a boy. The conquest of popular culture. And, you know, as the song goes, there's no better way to show that you have conquered popular culture than when you're on the cover of a Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, you know? Right? Um, and, and I still think, you know, it, it feels, it feels kind of true. And by God, when I got on that cover, you know, when I finally made it to that cover, the look I would have would be this. <laughs> and that look would say, I am the cutting edge. I, you never saw me coming, I know. You thought, you, you thought I was just a goof, you know? You thought I was just a kid, but by God, I, I, I suffered alone for my art, and I now am slicing my way through the world, and I am coming for you. <laughs> seen this expression on the cover, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so I took my cues from that, and uh, so I held that ideal, that brass ring, for, from 1992 until the summer of 2012. <laughs> when? My wife and I were talking one night, and the subject of having children came up again. 
Now, uh, my wife and I had agreed to our mutual delight that children were not part of our relationship. Um, we had tricked the system. It was so beautiful, you know. We supported each other, and we supported our careers, and we had just enough time left over to, like, enjoy our downtime afterwards. Oh, my God. Like, who, why didn't people think of this, you know? This is, <laughs> this is so cool. And, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, yeah, ain't got no kids. What? Ain't got no kids. Uh, and and, and it, was just, it was just great. But, you know, when, when you're married and you're still fairly young, you know, the subject does come up, you know, if not from you, from other people. And, uh, you know, we, we would have these check-ins, you know, it seemed like every six months of like, you know, are, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, and... Uh, in the summer of 2012, uh, it came up again, and uh, my wife said, you know, are, are you sure that, that you don't want to, to have kids? And I said, sweetie, I'm so sure, okay? <laughs> but, but <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want you to think that it's a deal breaker if something happens by accident. And, you know, I mean, there are... There are times, you know, when I, I think, you know, what would it be like if you came home and you said, oh, uh, by the way, there's news, I'm pregnant. And her eyes went wide and she looked up and looked at me and said, you're smiling. You're smiling, you like that idea. And I said, no, 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 no. Uh, it's just that I, I'm saying that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, okay? You know, um, you know but no, no, I'm totally cool on our plan of not having kids. Kids, 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 kids. You know, and the image. And, and then I suddenly had this image of my wife and I coming home from our weekly shopping trip and there's this little toddler who looks a little bit like me and a little bit like her wobbling around in its overalls and, you know, helping mommy and daddy, you know, put away the groceries. He's got a great big pepper in his little paws and, you know, and it's reaching over for the fruit basket and, and, and you know, just, and she looked at me again and she said, you're smiling. You're smiling again. What are you thinking about? Well, I had a really big decision to make at that point. Uh, you know, because, I mean, do I lie and, and say nothing? Nonsense. It's fine. And just go forth with the, you know, <laughs> the mission, the trajectory, right? But, you know, my wife and I had always had a relationship based on being straight with each other. And I, I just was like, I was just thinking about what it would be like. You know, to have it. I told her, told her the same description. I'm telling you all, and and I, she, and she was just like, "You love it. You, you want to have a baby." And I said, you know, I was like, <laughs> and I liked the idea, and but you know, I had a really, really big decision to make right there and then too. Because it's like, you know, was I ready to go on record and say that I wanted this? And then, you know, with the consequences of having made that declaration. You know, and um, I, uh, uh, I really had to think, you know, because, listen, you know, um, the path to, you know, this... Uh, doesn't seem to really be paved with, you know, peanut butter, cornflakes, dirty diapers, and Barney, you know. Um, and um, 
uh, I didn't want to be one of those, you know, schmucko parents that, you know, you constantly see in the magazine stands, you know, uh, that, that neglected their kids for the career, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew that there was this, there was this, this was a serious life commitment. And, um, you know, where did, where did the, the mission, you know, where did it go when, when I chose this, you know? And, and then I, I thought, well, wait a second. What, what did I think was on the other side of being on the cover of Rolling Stone? Well, you know, um, once you are established as the cutting edge, if, if, as the fantasy goes, if you really want to preserve your image as the cutting edge, then you probably want to, you know, get the fuck out of the industry as soon as possible once that image is established, you know, uh, whether, whether it's from, you know, a, a drug overdose and, you know, then, then people can mourn that young image or, or, you know, whether it's just going off, you know, uh, like Patti Smith did in the early 80s and, and you know, um, starting a domestic life. But, you know, whatever it is, you didn't sell out, you didn't become mediocre, you didn't have dips, you didn't fade away, as, it, as the song goes. Um, so, okay, so let's say I made it, you know, and so once I'm off, you know, doing something else, well, what would I want to do? Well, then it's time probably to accept applications from beautiful, you know, brilliant, uh, loving women um, and, and uh, uh, get married. And then um, probably after that, uh, like start a family, you know, um, and uh, have kids. Um, now, I didn't meet or went over my beautiful, brilliant, totally loving wife um, by, you know, showing that I was the cutting edge slicing through the world. Um, I met her uh, during the snowstorm of 2008, if people remember that. Um, you know, the city was blanketed and uh, the, the TriMet buses, uh, which were supposed to run every 15 minutes, were running every hour and a half, you know, at least. And... Um, I was with a group of about 10, at the time, strangers, and I, uh, everybody was you know, looking at their watch and grumbling and calling the TriMet line and grumbling and looking out into the street and grumbling. It was just this cycle you know, that was happening over and over again. It was like a really bad Beckett play. And um, <laughs> uh, I had had enough, and I was just like, you know, let's have some fun here. So I said to everybody, you know, listen, would people like to pass the time with me by playing an alphabet game? Um, you know, let's do, let's do vegetables, A to Z, uh, uh, artichoke, uh, broccoli, and then this, this cute little thing, you know, sort of came up and was like, I don't know if I could make it all the way through vegetables, but maybe if we included fruits, then, then, you know, we could do it. And I, I sort of looked at her, I was like, all right, sure, you know, that's, that's, that's fine. Um, so... So we started playing, and um, uh, you know everybody got into it, you know, and uh, uh, we we finally got to zucchini, and um, uh, you know the bus still hadn't come, and um, so I proposed, you know, rock bands of the seventies. All right, a Aerosmith, uh, you know, and and uh, then this this cute thing, you know, said, uh, well, uh, could we include the eighties too? Because then, then I think that would really improve our odds of making it all the way through. <laughs> said yeah sure sure and um you know the bus came as we were halfway through that alphabet and um uh when uh she and i got together uh, a couple of months later um she told me that when we were boarding the bus she was looking at the back of my head and said now to herself you know now that's the kind of guy i'd like to be with so 
I got the beautiful, brilliant, totally loving lady, and it was essentially for being a goof playing a kid's game. Um, and uh, so it really made me think, okay, well, um, perhaps, you know, the, the, the mission, uh, I don't have to finish the mission for the mission to be accomplished. Um, and... Uh, I perhaps I really don't have to um, uh, get here in order to earn the right to have the kind of life that I want. Um, so uh, I will go on record uh, <laughs> and I will say uh, before you all, just like I finally said to myself that day in the summer of uh, 2013, I, Matt Haynes, really truly believe I am no longer a boy. And Jesus, I want to have a baby! We're going to see how that works out. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, the board of directors up on Mount Olympus, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what they have to say about it. but, you know, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's a, a line that goes, you know, whatever you do, remember your dreams. Remember that dreams become the life you lead. Um, it's actually Prince that wrote that. Um, and uh, uh, who knows? Maybe I will end up on the cover of Rolling Stone. I would not turn down the opportunity. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know... I, uh, I have found enough of myself to know that this is, is really not me, you know? And uh, you know, probably something much closer to the real me is the smiling daddy, you know, uh, kind, of, kind of image that, that got conjured as I was thinking about family. And um, I like to think that if I were on the cover of Rolling Stone, I would be myself and I would start a whole new cool... Um, you know, and after I'd been on the cover, you know, can you imagine, I just want everybody to imagine those wonderful, sexy scowlers like, you know, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails and Sean Penn and Bob Dylan and Tom York from Radiohead, all of them following my lead and posing in the new edge. <laughs>